Santa, cool sleigh, offspring, come out and play. A gift for me in your Christmas stash. It's a podcast. Who loves Sonic all day long? Gary loves Sonic all day long. Who's watched The King of Kong? Gary's watched The King of Kong. Who's the subject of this song? Gary's the subject of this song. Must be Gary. Must be Gary. Must be Gary. Butterfield. Hey, everybody. It is me, Brayden Cameron. And with me, as always, is Gary Butterfield, the other host of Teenage Dirtbags. And we are doing our Christmas special where I have given you the gift of dismiss. It is. <laughs> you have been dismissed. It is still the winter of discontent. Uh, <laughs> as I plaster stickers around town uh, that say that you love grapefruit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's escalating the, dis- the winter of discontent. Ooh, now it's getting dangerous. It is true. Uh, yeah. Uh, LP and Killer Mike getting dangerous. Um, yeah. We are talking about Must Be Santa. We are. Because it is our, is this our fourth annual? Uh, well, I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. We've been doing this. I mean, but ever since Must Be Santa. Yeah, I think this is the third. This is the end of season three here. Of Must uh, Be of Must Be Santa. Of Must Be Santa. Because previous to that, we did Christmas Time in Hollis, Queens yeah. for about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, the uh, but this time we're, we're going back to Must Be Santa. However, uh, so people who don't know this, we used to operate out of a local radio, kind of like a, a small tower radio thing uh, yeah. in Pripyat. Um, eventually we moved to America after the incident. Um, but we have this big collection of videos, uh, everywhere and, uh, our video for must be Santa has become corrupted. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I left my, my package of magnets on it and, uh, it is raced. So we're going to do a special feature. We're going to start out with a very special feature, yeah. which is the teenage dirt bags. Recall, 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 call, recall for the memory of a lifetime. Oh, get your ass to Mars. Get, get your ass to Mars right now. Uh, if, if you're hearing this, uh, I'm dead and you got a towel on the head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are uh, going to do our best to recreate Must Be Santa from memory. That's right. Uh, so it's kind of a challenge mode. We're going to be talking about how the video plays out as well as we remember it. And we've been doing this for a few years, so hopefully we've got it down Pat. You, Pat. You, you, you'd think so. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, and in fact, the, the fun part about this game is we'll never, we won't know if we won or lost. Uh, there is no governing body and there's no judgment round or anything like that. We're Thank just going to, we're just going to say it. And then other people can choose if we won or lost. They can, yeah, we'll let, we'll let the free market decide. <laughs> exactly. It is the, uh, it is the one rule. Yeah. Um, John Popper came to my house and punched me in the goddamn nose and told me, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> the, uh, uh, quit bad mouth in the free market. Yeah. That's why we have, and then he just kind of shrugged and walked away. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, being the beginning of this video, yeah, uh, it begins with the you know the countdown, which shows a little jolly Santa during a yes. like classic screen test kind of countdown before your movie begins. And I think then it opens with a circle wipe, yeah, from the yeah. center of the screen onto a house. Uh, I believe it actually begins with uh, our old friend Top Billings. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bob Dylan, top villain. Uh, is it? Does it begin with him? I thought it began with him in the house, though. 
Yeah, he's in, he's in the house. The top villain is uh, playing the accordion. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, that's what that's what uh, I meant. It's in, in, I didn't mean the exterior of the house. Yes, I meant the interior of the house, like the house party. Yes, um, and uh, begins with the accordion and zooms out to the drummer and the accordion player are beginning the song. Yes, and there are a bunch of just kind of like thirty-one year old investment bankers. And yeah, stuff like hanging and professional around. dancers, like, some, pro- some professional dancers, some just professional white guys. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> just kind of hanging around. And they begin um, asking questions, or, or should we say that they're prompted uh, by Ichabod Crane <laughs> slash Ebenezer Scrooge, yeah, uh, slash Vincent Price, slash Vincent Price, slash top villain Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, yeah. Uh, and he starts asking questions about Santa, like existential questions, and yeah. also very real ones about like, uh, his clothes. Who's got a beard that's long and white? Yeah, and uh, and they they don't answer immediately. They go, uh, "Well, he's got a beard that's long and white." They they sing, you know, back, and then actually Bob Dylan answers the question. I didn't really put this together, but yeah. it's kind of like this Socratic method, yeah, of him answering answering and asking questions. You know, yeah, yeah, he is he is definitely like he's posing questions and then answering them himself, I guess. But he's teaching people to. To answer questions, or ask yes. questions, I should say. Yes. To be uh, inquisitive, to examine their own uh, lives. Yes. Uh, do you think that um, when when Socrates was alive, mm-hmm. um, any of his, his friends, when they learned about him and his method, were like, yeah, more like the Scrocratic method? <laughs> do you think that? <laughs> uh, I can't say for sure. I don't know the origins of the word scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds kind of Greek, right? Yeah, it sounds like it could be. Uh, yeah. But it's possible. I mean, yeah. you know, I, he was he was like notoriously uh, kind of like flabby and lazy where everyone else was trying not to be. Yeah. Uh, so so he was. He had some scrotum-like yeah. properties and his method. Was, yeah. Yeah. Two, two balls chatting to each other about philosophy. Yeah. Um, so the, the video continues. Uh, yeah. And it's mostly just kind of chaos. Like people, you know, it starts out with just people party doing normal party chaos. Yeah. And the gimmick is that uh, Top Villain kind of teleports around. Yeah, and and he he does. He just shows up randomly throughout the, uh, the house. There's the one of my favorite scenes where he just shows up in walks into a room, lights a candle, and then throws a lit match on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and presumably, as we've been over uh, many times over the years, presumably yeah. his house. Yeah, I mean it's. I, but after what happens to the house later in the video, and we'll get to it as we as we recall, 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 recall. <laughs> uh, we, I mean, why would he invite this rowdy bunch into his house? You know, like couldn't he rent a house? He's he's Bob Dylan. He's got money. You think so? And I guess it could be a rental as well. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, you know, we're not totally sure. Yeah. Um, so as this goes on, eventually a fight breaks out. Um, of which we never really get the full details. Yeah, we we know that uh, someone gets chased out of one of the rooms at the top of the stairs uh and then there's like kind of a rumble that goes from there yes um and they uh you know they continue to fight and there there's a while the party's still going on this guy's trying to get away yeah uh, people and he's like holding off for sewers he's throwing ornaments at them yeah and the song is getting into this crescendo yeah of uh we're finding out more facts about santa yes we're we're learning a lot yeah we're we're gonna learn yeah and we're getting them from ourselves. Like, it is a Socratic method. Like, we are, yeah. you know, coming up with these facts ourselves. Like These facts about Santa are, are a priori knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Top villain is challenging us to be better thinkers. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, eventually the guy runs out mm-hmm. uh, of the house. And as he runs off into the night, uh, Todd Billen teleports to the desk yeah. and looks over and he's standing next to Santa Claus. Yes. Yes. Um, and then they both kind of go, oh, no. Yeah. Um, and now, as we've discussed in the past, uh, we believe this all might have been a ritual of some sort in order to summon a Nyarlathotep or, or... Or that that top villain is... Or top villain is... Some kind of ageless being. An ageless being or, or, you know, a great old one or an old great one. I don't know what the distinction is between those two, but sure. there is one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Um, <laughs> is he yeah. a great old one or an old great one? Ah. He's, he's a great old one. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know. Just like his songs are great old ones, right? Huh? No, they, they, are, they are great old ones. Like Live live at Budokai, uh-huh. Budokan or whatever, is full of great old ones. Yes. You know? Um, all of his hits. Like, let's go through his hits. We got uh, Like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Uh, uh, something about mm. blues stuff. Yeah, the uh, Highway Blues Revisited. Yeah. We got The Hurricane. The other song about Must blues Must be stuff. Santa. Tangled Up in Blue. Tangled Up in Blue. Yeah. Um, I'm a personal fan of One More Cup of Coffee. Is that a song? Yes. yes. Okay. I don't know. Um, and then, of course, we got One Headlight. Yeah, of course. Uh, one Headlight. Written. And uh, Godzilla Heroes. By, by top, top Bill and not Bottom Bill and Jacob Dylan. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, so that, I think that was pre- probably pretty successful. Yeah, and I think it was successful enough to allow us to get a little Socratic ourselves and ask, which Pokemon is Cubist? Smirgle has a brush on his tail. This tournament he will surely fail. And Geodude might cop a two when observing a new descending a staircase. He'll come in last place. Cause this tournament ain't about the size. How badass they are, how cute their eyes. This time we're looking at their heart to see if they are fans of Cuba Star. So we'll start at the beginning and then we'll up we'll ramp. Cause we need to see which Pokemon's the real Marcel Duchamp. Cuddle up with your arcane eye. This song's over. It's Tournament time! Pablo Tops! Gary, mm-hmm. I want to know between Beedrill and Hoopa Unbound. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we got a real Hoopa stink going on. Uh, which one is a, a Cubist? Is it Beedrill, uh, a Gen 1 B with drills off for arms, or is it Hoopa Unbound? A Jin oh. Pokemon. Oh my gosh, um, and and Hoopa Unbound uh, becomes like a much scarier creature. Hoopa uh, Unbound is such a like uh, very funny like. There's, I feel like it's right up there with like a Axiom Verge as oh, like, a yeah. name for like a video game that hasn't come out yet. Can I'm sure I've said this before, but can I do a quick uh, t- Train Town Tales? Sure, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, and this might even have already been a train down tales, but where's the governing body, right? Like, are we going to get fired? Yeah. Um, back at Lord Stanley's Annex, mm-hmm. which was the uh, the dive bar of choice for decal proto hipsters. Uh, yeah, man. It was the two pitchers and a pizza for 20 bucks. That yep. was the best. It was the best. And that, that actually, that pizza is actually extremely good. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that is weird for just a bar. Like, that very good. It was, like, super greasy, but, like, hit the spot perfectly every time. Like, I love that pizza. Yeah. Um, 
They uh, and they also had I, I've talked about it before. They had like they came out with some kind of weird nitro high alcohol thing, and then eventually like limit three, and then limit one, and then it disappeared from the tap. And like <laughs> over the course of a month, because like, people were getting into fights and shit because they're getting too drunk. Yeah. Um, it has uh, my favorite all time pieces favorite all time pieces of graffiti, mm-hmm. um, in the stalls, uh, there, which was a, th- a piece of graffiti that said in kind of a stylized font, like it was a thing, that said uh, Thunder Thugs. And then under it, in a different font, as if it modified the Thunder Thugs, it said, unbuckled. So me and my friends just always joke about the Thunder Thugs, unbuckled. Unbuckled. <laughs> like the Thunder Thugs, look out, the Thunder Thugs have become unbuckled. Um, and that is a little bit of what Hoopa Unbound reminds me of. He's a real that's, Thunder Thugs unbuckled situation. That's very funny and appropriate. Um, this is tricky, though. I mean, you know... Insects. Uh, I think the last time we gave this to Beedrill because of the geometric shapes involved in uh, creating a hive. Yeah, and Beedrill was going against Skip Bloom, which is another plant. Yeah, it's right? another plant and plants. And Hoopa, the thing against Hoopa, so Hoopa might be more sentient, but yeah. Hoopa also has a very strict bias towards circles mm. as mm-hmm. opposed to cubes. Hoops, so, uh, heck, hoops yes. Um, and and his, his motif is full of hoops. Um, Beedrill, you know, even though a hexagon is not a cube, Mm-mm. But it might be a little closer, you know. So this is a tricky one. Yeah. I gotta say, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it to Beedrill, and here's the reason why. Okay. If it was Hoopa Bound, maybe not, right? But Hoopa Unbound is an unrestrained savage. Like Hoopa Unbound is a a beast. Yeah. You know, um, and that is the idea. Just like this this mean critter. Um, that is uh, is why I can't imagine this this kind of monster. Uh, you know, appreciating art. And maybe it can surprise me like Frankenstein or like Beowulf or something, but as is, I just, it feels like, you know, it, it's antithetical to the appreciation yeah. of cubist art. I mean, everybody knows Grendel had those amazing ears just so that he could hear beautiful music, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the Grendel comic uh, made an art of his murders. <laughs> um, I never read that comic, but I remember uh, seeing it all the time. I think that's true of lots of people. Like everybody is kind of vaguely aware of Matt Wagner, but not, Enough to actually have read anything he's done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, Grendel as a design is pretty iconic. It's very, like, almost Spawnish mm-hmm. in its, like, very 90s look, but I never read it. Yeah. It's also, it was, uh, Matt Wagner also did, like, uh, Magician or something like that, which was that really, really huge guy with the red lightning bolt on his shirt. Oh, sure. That yeah. guy, like, with the beard. And everybody, I remember seeing that and just not knowing what it was. But yeah. at the time when I went to comic stores... Um, oh, that was like, it was called, like, Mage. Mage yeah, that was Fist Mage. Or something? Yes. No, I, just, I think it's just called Mage. I wish yeah. it was Mage Fist. Um, Mage Fist. Maybe the, that's something uh, else. Legends and Lore Comics are run by Scott Lore. Um, and he uh, he told me to get into, like, way before I actually got into it, he told me to get into Preacher mm-hmm. uh, when I was a young kid buying X-Men comics. And he never recommended any of those Matt Wagner things. I trust his taste fairly well, even if, like, Preacher hasn't aged the best. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I was, I was at the time, I was just like, you know, I, I was eagerly buying every new X-Men 2099 and Generation X. So mm-hmm. I didn't really care about good comics. I just wanted X-Men <laughs> shit. So. What are you talking about? X-Men? Like, none of the 20... 20- 99 things or 2049s were good uh, i i actually kind of like x-men 2099 <laughs> like yeah. it, it is not a, it's not so the widely considered is the doom 2099 which is early warren ellis work mm-hmm. and uh spider-man 2099 uh, yeah. which i think is uh, matt wade or uh mark wade um those are supposed to be the good ones but there was like um, a punisher 2099 i remember there was. It, i think i had one of those i bought one of those like comic book bundles where you get like 25 comics for yeah. like five dollars 
Yeah. If you want, if you want to, um, Punisher twenty ninety nine is really rough. If you want to read him and weep, take a look at at the design for Ghost Rider twenty ninety nine. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I find I find him uh, not very good. Yeah, would you say that Ghost Rider oh, Jesus Ghost Rider twenty nine is better or worse than uh, the REM cover of the Radiation Song Ghost Rider? <laughs> Uh, that's tricky. Uh, the uh, you know when we because we did uh, file underwater. I feel yeah. like uh, you know we actually listened to the original version of that and yeah. stuff, and how that actually sounds like a song. And yeah. Arium doesn't do it. Um, I think this is probably worse though. Uh, Ghost Rider twenty ninety nine is oh, probably God, a little so worse. It, it's, it, they give him a metal skull and a chainsaw for a hand, but not like a stylized chainsaw, like just a yeah. full size tree chopping chainsaw. Yeah, just a. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, he's 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 no good, but it, it does make me want to read uh, X Men twenty ninety nine again before my Marvel Unlimited subscription runs out. Oh, that's probably a good call. Yeah. Um. So we 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 took care of Must Be Santa. Yeah, we did. Um. But it's still Christmas. It and is. That wasn't enough for a whole episode. No. So let's uh let's pull a random uh tape out from the vault here in the uh-huh. Christmas section, and uh, pop in this uh this song. And talk about because we've we've seen all videos, yeah. Um, through research, like there's nothing that we haven't seen before, and uh, let's talk extemporaneously about Run the Jewels, a Christmas fucking miracle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the good shit. I love Run the Jewels. Like the I know we've talked about this during like the Nobody Speak video that we did at the beginning of the year, but like, man, do I love this group? They're I so love, good. Me too. I'm with you, man. This is this is this is the. Uh, this is the, the, the month of my white fucking voice talking about how much I like hip-hop and feeling vaguely <laughs> self-conscious about it. But, like, I, I love Run the Jewels. And a big part of why I love Run the Jewels is their sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, that is fully on uh, in this video, which has, to my mind, my favorite joke that they've done. Okay. All right. Now, well, this is getting ahead of it. Like, it's, it's a little bit later in the video, but I feel like uh, I'm going to do the highlight early on. Okay. Because well, it, it's, it's a blink-and-you-miss-it yeah. scene. Yeah. Did you see the little clip where they talk about the handshake? Oh, yes. I, love I think that. that is so funny. <laughs> so during part of the song, they talk about doing the secret handshake, and then they blur it out. They blur it out, and it's a two-move <laughs> secret handshake that is probably just a regular handshake. And then, and like, then doing that thing where you put the, the crux of your thumb yeah. next to the other person's crux of their thumb, and that's it. Yeah. But it's blurred out so nobody can see it. Uh, and that is, the, I love the idea of that being the Run the Jewels secret handshake. Yeah. It's just this regular ass fucking handshake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just like, it's a, yeah, it is a two-step thing. Uh, you know what I think is, is really great and, and kind of underlooked, uh, and a lot of people don't know this about LeBron James, is that he has a secret handshake with everyone on the team, like a different one. So uh, if you go see a, a, a Cavs game at some point and you you pay attention during the beginning, every single person that comes out after LeBron James, he like fist bumps and like does a hand twist that's different for each one of them. It's really fascinating. That's really fun. Yeah, that makes me want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you just need to get a like a team. Yeah, I would uh, I would be way way into that. Yeah, um, I need a team or just like all my friends, and I need a better memory. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and probably more dexterity. There's lots of things I need to yeah, do. Yeah, there's a lot of things. But let's talk about this video as a as a whole. Yeah, like uh, Christmas fucking miracle really like has basically, in my opinion, like every wintertime Christmas trope that you could think of. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but with a little Run the Jewels twist. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. one of them. Which include, you know, it starts off with a Ebenezer Scrooge, Tiny Tim uh, confrontation. And, and, and the, well, the casting here is is the only way it could be. Yeah. Uh, and, ha- you know, having LP as Tiny Tim. Uh, and then when Killer Mike pops up as Scrooge, it is, uh, it makes me laugh. It's very uh, funny, but it's also like, it's you know, for Killer Mike, you know, passive being like a drug dealer and like a general, like, uh, amazingly tough dude. Yeah. Uh, and he is kind of scary uh, mm-hmm. as, as a human being. But he's, like, I've always taken it as kind of like a... As long as I don't fuck with him, like he'll. Oh yeah, sort like of a, a very good ally and a bad yeah. enemy. But you put a white wig on him and a top hat, and like <laughs> he's the, the scariest person I've ever seen for some reason. <laughs> it is. It is like extremely like intimidating. Yeah, it's like it's it's part so of it's just like he's, yeah. he's just a huge dude in every yeah. sense of the word, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that he's like he's actually you know clearly very funny, even though he presents as like this very humorless yeah you know angry looking facade like there's a part of this video where they switch over to the uh the santa uh, mm-hmm. at the mall tableau there's different tableaus we're switching between so we're gonna talk about all those yeah um where it's just him with two kids on his lap just like furiously nodding mm-hmm. in time with the beat <laughs> it looks like he's about to like you know slam these two kids heads together uh like he was a three stooges except they would both collapse like eggshells and then he <laughs> Like, and that would be the extent of it. Like, just yeah. like get the fuck off my lap. Yeah, um, it is extremely good. <laughs> it's it's a delight. Um, so, you know, we have a tiny Tim and uh, Ebenezer Scrooge outside uh, trope, um, mm-hmm. where I think there's some really great scenes where one of them is in the front uh, rapping at the camera, and the other one's just like standing in the background. I like very that too. Small, like they're you know ten. Like a thousand feet away, it's great. One of the um, one of the things I like about that too is that um, Killer Mike, uh, mm-hmm. as like a big dude, uh, kind of rocks back and forth on his feet when he's standing still. Yeah, which I sometimes do that as well. It's like a big yeah. dude trope that I, I like and and uh, engage in. Yeah, you gotta keep those knees moving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have the uh, as, as mentioned the uh, Christmas. Uh, Killer Mike as Santa. And well, before LP. before we go to that, and in order, yeah. we switch to the Winter Olympics. It's true. Where they both have the, the, gold medals for who knows what. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, the Winter Games where they're hanging out in kind of like a den. Yeah, and uh, it, it's very much like a like this was taped in the eighties because you see some of that like whenever they show those scenes, there's some like tracking problems with mm-hmm. the uh, the visuals, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, there's not a whole lot, I think, as far as the scenes. And the other thing that happens here, and it's kind of another blink if you'll miss it, is it starts flooding uh, in that room. And that actually happens early. It's a weird little edit. I feel like it might be an editing error yeah. uh, before things start generally going wrong with these these scenes. Uh, <laughs> it starts going starts going bad. But it's, oh, it's just not flooding. I'm sorry. That's a video tear. Yeah. But it, it gives the illusion of water rising to their ankles. It's very yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, but then we switch to probably what, if people have seen this video, the thing they most remember about it is like the christmas card yes uh, like the little the picture uh the i don't even was there a name for that like that was very popular in the 80s the like front facing picture with the profile in the corner i i don't know it's it's a classic though everyone knows what it is even if you don't know what we're talking about now like if you've seen it you'd know 
and I love that you know sometimes LP is uh, is up front and Killer Mike is his profile. Is, is his profile? <laughs> yeah, and the profile <laughs> sings, and the uh, the upfront one just kind of does this real bad smile. Yeah, and uh, they switch back and forth, and it's it's just it's very charming and mm-hmm. very funny in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so moving on mm-hmm. to the uh, the mall Santa situation, yeah. which I, I mentioned before with Killer Mike just being furious at LP <laughs> as his little elf, which like LP's not a little dude, but I love the idea of being in this band and just being like, yeah, I guess it makes sense for me to be the elf. Yeah. <laughs> like I weigh 240 pounds, but yeah, I guess I'll be the elf. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, because the other option is, is Killer Mike. <laughs> yeah. Killer, and, and that would have been pretty funny. It would have been uh, to be good. fair, but this, this is also funny. Yeah. And the, the kids are just like these blue eyed little weirdos. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> moppets. Yeah, and LP smoking and ringing jingle bells in beat, and uh, it's oh, I'm just noticing now in the uh, in the '80s Olympics they both have ping pong paddles. Yeah, because they're in a den. <laughs> the, uh, I just assumed that maybe that was the sport. Then I was like, wait, ping pong is a summer Olympic sport. <laughs> is it a summer Olympic sport? Yeah, it would make sense for it to be a winter Olympic sport since you do it indoors. Yeah, but uh, but no, there's not. I guess there isn't enough of a winter element to it to make well, it winter Olympics. Let me Olympic. tell you something, Brayden. You just yeah. won the gold medal in Olympics trivia. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, the, um, yeah, they're just, just getting drunk mm. uh, after winning the Olympics in a den. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that is something I think about that is wintry. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, can we, let's talk about the structure of this song. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so there's no chorus. Yeah. There's no, there's no real like explicit hook to this song. Yeah. I think this is a little like, I like this song a lot. Yeah. Um, I love the video. I think this is a little bit, uh, not quite as like earwormy or immediately accessible as, uh, nobody speak. Yeah. Which I get stuck in my head, like still probably about like four or five times a day. Yeah. Cause, like, well, cause now. it's so easy to just picture this. Yeah. Pick yeah, like, and, and walk in, you know, I walk into the room, Roars looks up for food. I'm like, picture this. I'm a bag of dicks, like, immediately to my yeah. cat. Like, it just it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it was this hook. And I think about when I'm mad online, I think about nobody speak and nobody get choked yeah. all the time. Like, it's just like a, a supremely badass thing to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this Walking is less immediate. Walking to the courtroom erect. Yeah. Saying, uh, I'm guilty, motherfucker. I'm I am death. death. Like, that is... <laughs> supreme hard ass shit yeah yeah um this isn't quite as immediately as accessible but is still like good uh, yeah. it's just it's two verses and then like a long very kind of catchy outro mm-hmm. uh to things yeah and it's it's very interesting that it is like it's a christmas fucking miracle but it's like the kind of it, talking about two different perspectives about growing up you know in, yeah in a, in a sense uh, like staying true to yourself like yeah lp you know. talking about he, he's kind of wrapping a lot about prosperity um christianity or whatever that's called yeah the prosperity gospel yeah prosperity gospel and like saying which is kind of an overwhelming or like an overrunning theme in in, uh, rtj is just like that idea that like you're born free and nobody can take that from you is that Mm -hmm. that sort of you know you were born rich now you got to do something with it yeah yeah um and it, the the song is just one verse and then the other one, I guess. Too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he he sings that that part, um, and then Killer Mike comes in, and it is again like largely about like I took it as like being like real true to yourself in the face of of that. Yeah, you know, um, even even the, despite having you know like uh, that, those kind of changes. Yeah, and you know you're in this situation uh, that he mentions you know about 
talk about Professor Emeritus uh, saying we're cursed in the Americas. And like you're you're in this situation, but again, still having to make the best out of, of what you can and being true to yourself in the mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Yep. And kind of being thankful, which is like being true to yourself in spite of this, which makes this like a kind of a good Christmas song. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, so. that ends with uh, a ripping guitar solo as played by the ghost of future. Yes. Of, the Grim uh, Reaper of, plays yeah. a guitar solo as uh, Jesus uh, in the manger scene morphs into a puppet <laughs> demon squirrel thing. Yeah, kind of squirrel, squirrel with like one patched eye. Like. Yeah. And so the children. Five Nights at Freddy's shit. And the children start going ape shit. Yeah. Destroying uh, all the packages and Christmas stuff. And, yeah. Uh, and there you go. And RT, RTJ stand with their fists up. Yep. And just like, uh, fucking do it. You know? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, as then they start chugging in the Winter Olympic scene, like, it is, uh, you know, everything kind of just crumbles apart. And that's right. and that's really the video. It is significantly less, like, cinematic and narrative than no Yeah, I mean, if we were going to do, like, close your eyes and count to fuck or something like that, which I think mm. tells a story uh, or, you know, more of a story. But... Yeah, I think we probably would have a little bit more to say about it, but unfortunately, not a Christmas song. No, not doesn't a mean, doesn't mean we'll never do it. <laughs> um, I'm always I like that song, um, but every time you know when I, I I was off it for a long time because it features the uh, Raging of the Machine guy. Yeah, you don't you don't like Zach De La Roca? No, I don't like I, I think Raging of the Machine is pretty embarrassing. I mean, no offense to anybody who likes them, including yeah, yourself. But I, yeah, I'm a big fan. I, I'm gonna I should send you this video of uh, there's this guy who's like a big hip hop head, and he. Uh, he does videos where he uh, listens to albums for the first time while he's driving home. Uh, mm. It's actually a really like kind of amazing, and he like he doesn't review them so much as he just like talks about things he loves about them. Uh, and he reviews uh, like the first Rage Against the Machine album without ever hearing it before, and he's like totally into it, and it's really adorable. Mm. But yeah, they they never worked for me, and it always kind of felt a little postury mm. to me, like that, like it's a. I mean, not postery, but like it is, um, it's like a non, non nuanced anger. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just, I, I wish that it was like anger filtered through like being a little bit more clever or something. Yeah. Know, that, that makes any sense. Like it is very, direct. it's very raw and very yeah. Di- yeah, direct is the word. And that's and something that I, yeah. I, I'm not real into in most music. And I think, you know, when you, when you think about it in the, in the context, like to give, to give them more of a benefit of the doubt, I think it, it would be interesting to go back now and listen to them. I think for, for you, at least in my opinion, uh, considering like when I was listening to them in the nineties, I didn't understand any of the like political shit they were talking about yeah uh and now i can go back and just be like oh shit this is really way ahead of its time as far as like mainstream media wokeness yeah i I mean i could believe that there's also i mean and then the other kind of bigger issue that's always going to be a thing is just like the music doesn't sound that good to me okay you know like the the guitar part so i should i should probably not saying you're wrong i should probably give them another shot but at the time you know I was always missing that, or I was missing that political aspect you're talking about, but I always was always, like, always missing the part where it just kind of like, oh, this just kind of sounds like, like, real heavy funk rock to me. You know, like, (laughs) there's lots of wah. Yeah. Uh, You know, and it's like, oh, that that just doesn't seem like a good sound to me. Yeah. So, nothing I can do about that. But I shouldn't, you know, them, him collaborating with Run the Jewels should not, uh, should not poison Run the Jewels. Yeah. Should not poison uh, him for me. Brayton, Mm -hmm. we've learned a lot today. We have. Uh, before we even get into that, Merry Christmas, everybody. 
Oh, yeah. Or whatever, and happy winter holiday of any sort. Happy Yule. And if you don't celebrate any winter holidays, uh, just happy day in general. I hope you have a good day. Yeah. For listening. Um, I'm looking forward to Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm not really a Christmas person, but uh, this time around, I, I feel like I'm looking forward to it. Good. Well, uh, you know, there's one more thing you should be looking forward to, Gary. What's that? And that's finding out which Pokemon is Cubist. <laughs> Smurgle has a brush on his tail, and this tournament he will surely fail. And Geodude, Minecop, a two, when observing a new descending a staircase, he'll come in last place. Because this tournament ain't about the size, how badass they are, how cute their eyes. This time we're looking at their heart to see if they are fans of Cuba Star. So we'll start at the beginning, and then we'll up, we'll ramp. Because we need to see which Pokemons the real Marcel Duchamp. Cuddle up with your arcane eye, this song's over, it's. Tournament time! Pablo Tops! I, I could have sworn we already done two of these this episode. Nope. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> we are doing. Uh, we need to know between the female Nidoran and yes. Torkoal. Okay. <laughs> Which, I, again, I like saying it like that because it's got the same vibe as, like, Bonesaw. Like, yeah, Torkoal. Torkoal's going to give it to you. Now, Torkoal, if we recall, uh, barely squeaked by because one of the arguments between Torkoal, uh, Torkoal was up against another fire Pokemon yes. that would immediately burn any Cubist art <laughs> that it came into contact <laughs> with. Um, so this is, this is a, a fiery, hot uh, turtle. Yes. That has a like a, a furnace inside its belly. Yeah, burns coals. Uh, versus a female um, rat uh, poison. <laughs> yeah, thing. Um, pretty tricky. Um, I think that I'm gonna go. Uh, and I, you know, I, I admit that perhaps this is something where, like, in the future, when people are looking at this tournament, they might say like, "This is a little bit unfair because I am uh, motivated by us running out of time." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, but I'm gonna give it to Torkoal. My thinking being is that turtles spend a lot of time in their shell. Uh, contemplating, and that gives you a lot of time to contemplate art. Sure, sure. And Rod Torkelson. And Rod Torkelson's Armada, <laughs> featuring Herman Menderchuk, <laughs> uh, which is, uh, you know, the uh, the original Pablo Tops. Nice. Um, so it's going to go to Torkoal. <laughs> I don't know if Torkoal's going to continue yeah. further, but uh, that's it's where gonna, it's going to go. going to be tough against Beedrill in the next round, but we'll that find will out be tough, about actually. that later. Yeah, contemplation versus, versus appreciation. The classic battle. Um, so happy holidays, everyone. Um, you may think you've heard everything, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Because every episode of Teenage Dirt Bags ends with a form of my onion. Brayton, hook me up. Okay, here it goes. Snow, white, like the skin of an onion, pure-driven, layered, colder than a slang term for a breast of a Wiccan. Fall down <laughs> on me and let me breathe. I like it. Short Thank and sweet. You. Short and sweet. I like the breast of a Wiccan. <laughs> I bet you do. I the uh, I, I, no, I take all comers. Um, <laughs> if you like the show, um, we're going to wait a little while for it to come back. We're going to take our, our customary just hiatus that we like to take. Um, but you can always listen to the archives. You yeah. can always listen to the other fine offerings at duckfeed.tv. That's right. You can you can go to your local library and see if they have any of our original uh, shows. Yeah. On uh, like sl- sl- whatever that slide thing was. Yeah, microfiche. Microfiche. Thank you. Um, we should we should uh, we should pull another one of those out of the vaults. Yeah, we should uh, for for next season. Um, and uh, you can also go to Patreon.com/slash/duckfeedtv. Give us a couple bucks a month. Yeah. And that helps us out and helps out the rest of the the folk on Duckfeed as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably about it. 
That's it. Okay, so uh, thank you again, everyone. And in 2016, we vow to have a better sign-off. Umbasa.